Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You know, last year in Kansas City, we had 150 homicides. About 40% of those cases in Kansas City remain unsolved. Many are considered cold. A heartbreaking reality for dozens of Metro families. I love that girl. I miss her terribly. She's my best friend. Each victim has a unique story in life and in death with friends, family, detectives, and prosecutors all fighting for justice. It's a scene that I think about, or a case that I think about almost daily. We're joining the case to get answers. This is Fox 4 Problem Solvers Crime Files, the podcast. I'm Kara Small. Two women in their 20s looking forward to the future. One, a mother of a toddler. The other, a suburban Kansas City school teacher. They shared a lot in life. They also shared the harsh reality of death killed in an attack at a Kansas City, Missouri apartment complex. A two-year-old boy was in the apartment at the time of the shooting, too. The shooter left him for dead near his mom and her best friend. The families of the two women say they know who pulled the trigger. Detectives say they know, too. They just don't have enough evidence or a witness to turn that instinct into charges. Victoria Brown and Allie Brown shared the same last name, but the women weren't sisters. At least they weren't related by blood. But friends and family of the two women say they had a special connection. That bond caused a 20-year-old Allie to uproot her two-year-old son from the St. Louis area and move to Kansas City to be closer to Tori and her brother. Allie's parents say she loved being a mom. Tori's mom, Cheryl, says that at 28, Tori was living her dream as a teacher in the Blue Springs School District. She was just happy all the time. She loved being outside in the sunshine after school, after work. She loved shopping. Um, she loved babysitting kids. She just, she just had a love for life. I mean, she just, she was everything to our family. Her sisters, you know, her younger sister Kathleen, they were literally born a day apart, two years and a day apart. Allie's parents say their daughter had a similar story. Sean Brown and Rhonda Dean say that's why Allie and Tori were such good friends. A lot like Victoria, they were so full of life. All they wanted was to be happy and to have fun. And, and I think that's why they connected so well, is because they were so much alike. And they would do anything for anyone, good, bad, or indifferent. But even with all that light and love, the parents still lost their girls. According to Tori's mom, Cheryl, darkness started to creep into Tori's life when she met a certain guy. She got mixed up with the wrong person. She had been in a bad place in her life. Cheryl says that bad place spread through Tori's life and right into Allie's because the two women were that close. According to Sean and Rhonda, Allie had an amazing spirit and just wanted to help. Allie never wanted to see the bad and that's why I don't have her. 
is because she didn't want to see that. She wanted to see the good. She wanted to think like Victoria that they could make things better. Things became so bad, Cheryl says, Tori ended up resigning from the teaching job that she loved. Victoria always let anybody and everybody into her life to try to make them a better person. And some people took advantage of that. And a lot of things happened to her that her dad and I didn't find out until after she was killed. And she actually told me when she was with this person that when she met him, she was in a really bad place. She just didn't think very highly of herself. And it was a trap. She just, every time she tried to get out, she was fearful. And so for her, it was just a, a really bad place. According to Cheryl, that bad place caused problems between Tori and other members of her family. But she felt better because Cheryl knew Allie would always be there for Tori. Well, I'm thankful that she had Allie in her life because her, you know, she was broken from our family, you know, but Allie was a really good friend to her. They were like sisters. Allie always was, they kind of comforted each other all the time. And Allie's parents say she wouldn't beat around the bush with Tori. They all know that because they say Allie treated everyone the same way. She was probably the most honest, brutally honest, the most sassy, opinionated. She would definitely tell you. She would tell you, um, you're looking at it wrong, look at it like this. She was always refocusing people's negativity. Both families believe it was someone that Tori knew that ultimately led to the murders of both Tori and Allie in January of 2016. The shooting happened around 10 p.m. at Allie's apartment complex, northwest of 63rd and Blue Ridge Boulevard. Tori's mom believes that Allie let someone crash with her because she had nowhere else to go. I think that Victoria and I can maybe say for Allie, they were collateral damage. The people that were coming to kill were coming to kill one person and everybody got killed and shot. It was not about those two girls, it was about that person. And they didn't want to leave any witnesses. Allie, Tori, and a 29-year-old man died in the shooting. Another adult and Allie's son, Carson, were shot and injured. Carson was just two years old at the time. He was shot five times and suffered a broken arm. Carson survived the attack, but is now growing up without a mother. According to Detective Bart Price, the crime scene still haunts the Kansas City Police Department. Very much so. Um, it's a scene that I think about, or a case that I think about almost daily. Anytime children are involved, it's just heartbreaking. And um, not that we don't work hard on every case, but it just makes you want to work that much harder whenever it's a child, and a, I mean, a two-year-old, um, somebody that had didn't have a choice in being there. Neither Allie's family nor Tori's family knew anything about the shooting until the day after it happened. So I did, I went to bed. The story was, pro I think, on the news and I went to bed and my daughter was already gone. So I didn't find out until 12, 15, 12, 20 the next day. They came and informed me and then I called my husband because I was at work and he came and they told him. But um, it was actually, I think, on Facebook before we ever found out about it. Cheryl was trying to locate Tori at that time. She just couldn't get a hold of her. That's when detectives showed up at the school where she's a secretary. I had been looking, call, trying to call her all day. And I tried locating her and her phone was off and couldn't find her, I, I, but I never thought this, never thought it. And they came to school and they told me on the 13th, Friday the 13th. 
Allie's parents weren't in Kansas City. Rhonda was at home hundreds of miles away in Florida when the news came in and shattered her world. I was getting ready for work and um, Trent had called me and I was getting ready for work so I had just gotten out of the shower and my phone was blowing up. My work had called me as well and everyone at work was texting me, you need to get a hold of your son, this is 911, there's an emergency, which he never calls my work. So I called him. Rhonda says she played phone tag with her son for a while, but when she finally spoke to him, he delivered the heartbreaking news. At that point, I knew Carson was with her. And I said, where's Carson? Is Carson okay? Where's Carson? And he goes, Mom, he was shot too. Um, they rushed him to the hospital. Carson survived his injuries. A two-year-old shot five times. A little boy survived. As for Cheryl, she still thinks about what the final moments of Tori's life were like. I only have nightmares thinking about her last minutes because Victoria um, was transported to the hospital. Her heart was still beating. I ended up, I don't have an autopsy, I don't have any of that, but I did get um, some information that she was transported to the hospital and so her heart was still beating, but she wasn't alive. So she lived for almost an hour after she was shot. Right after the crime, police released a vague description of three men who may have been involved. Detectives say they've talked to witnesses. So far, those witnesses haven't been able to identify a shooter. But Detective Price says he knows there are other people out there who know what happened inside that apartment, and they know who's responsible. And we just are begging the public to come forward and give us the information we need um, and be willing to just talk to the police. All we need is a conversation. We just like to sit down one-on-one uh, -on -one in person and just talk to and tell us what, what you know. We know that um, there's got to be somebody out there that knows something. I mean, that's what, that's what I need for this case to move forward is people willing to come forward and talk to me in person. Um, this case is, you know, I just want people to know this case is not solved and we need people to come forward and be able to and be willing to talk to detectives um, in person. It's very frustrating. It's probably the most frustrating part about this job is that you know who did it. I'd say most of our homicides, we know who did it. We just don't have the level of probable cause to go out and make an arrest. Um, so, and that's the, that's the most frustrating part. I mean, this case has meant a lot to me. It's one of the hardest cases I've had, and I just really want to get it solved. Tori's mom says she also knows who's responsible. There's no doubt in her mind. She says that she also is just waiting for someone to be brave enough to testify in court about what happened. Somebody knows something. They went up three, four flights of stairs. They knocked down a door. They shot everybody in the room and they ran down those stairs. Somebody knows something. And I know that you want a reward, but can you do the right thing? Allie's mom has her own thoughts on the fact that no one is coming forward to help prosecutors put the person responsible behind bars. And ultimately what I need is my daughter back. And I know that's not going to happen. I obviously want justice for Tori and Allie and Carson. But what I want, I never want another mother to have to live the life I'm living right now without my daughter or without their child. And if them getting off the streets and them being locked away makes that happen, that's what I want. All three of them say they won't give up. Allie's dad has a message for the person who killed his daughter. Those guys just really messed up and, uh, and we will get justice for him, for her, for Tori, for all of them. I mean, it's gonna happen. And they see what I write 
and we're coming. We're coming no matter what. We've had patience for long yeah, enough and feeling helpless long enough. Um, we're done. We're we, done. Need to, we need to go. They, de they deserve this. We deserve this. And another family deserves them not being on the streets. Allie's parents also say finding the person responsible is as much about what they're missing as it is holding someone accountable. They're out there enjoying their families. They're out there enjoying holidays with their families. We go through every holiday with, like you said, something's always missing. Every day, and it's not just holidays, it's not just birthdays, it's every time I leave work and I pick up that phone to, to Snapchat her. I can't. Every, I was putting pictures up in my house the other day of the kids and adding pictures that we had taken recently and it hit you like a ton of bricks. I get no more of her. What I have is what I have of her. I don't get any more. I'm just hoping that time yeah. has made this web that somebody is going to see this and they're going to be like, this isn't, this has to stop. It has to stop. Tori's mom agrees that pressure on the person responsible is only going to get worse. These girls deserve justice and some closure. It will never close, even though we may get closure, it will never close for us, but at least we'll know that there are not people walking around that committed an evil crime enjoying life because they don't deserve to enjoy life. Can you do the right thing? Can you just do the right, this is a human being. These are human beings. They're living, breathing people. They're not animals and they deserve justice for what happened to them. If it was you, if it was your child, if it was your parent, wouldn't you want somebody to come forward and put these people in jail where they belong. They've walked this earth for a year and a half free. They've celebrated Thanksgiving with their family, Christmas with their family, birthdays with their family, births of children with their families, and we've had a void at our table for almost two years now. You've tried to find joy in things and you just know that somebody's missing. And it's just, my, my little granddaughter's never gonna know her aunt. We say her name and she just looks at a picture all the time. And it's, I, I and how do you explain that to a two-year-old? You can't. They can't explain it to Carson, but you can. All it takes is one phone call to solve this homicide and give peace to five Metro families. So pick up that phone and make an anonymous call to this HIPS hotline. The number is 816-474-TIPS. You can also email your tip to kccrimestoppers.com or send your tip through the Crime Stoppers app. You can download it at p3tips.com. There is a $10,000 reward offered for the tip that helps solve this case. You can listen to other episodes of Fox 4 Crime Files. You can search for them on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as fox4kc.com. For Fox 4 Crime Files, I'm Kara Small.